Hello, I'm Jeremy Leslie speaking from the Mag Culture Shop. Today I'm joined by Ricarda Mesner for the 19th episode of our podcast, which is, has a distinctly German feel to it. Uh, as well as talking to Ricarda, we'll hear from Zeit Magazine Editor-in-Chief Christoph Amend, and then we will end with a highlight of 90s German publishing in our back issue. Uh, so to our guest, Ricarda, good to see you. Good to see you. It's my first time, it finally. Is. Absolutely. Yes. Ricarda, for those of you that don't know, is the publisher of two great independent magazines, Flaneur, which recently won Stat Magazine of the Year Award for its Taipei edition. Uh, it's, and it's also been one of our bestsellers of recent times. Going to talk to her about that. We'll also hear for the other magazine she's responsible for, which is Sofa, uh, which is a print examination of online life. And there's a brand new issue of that, which she's brought with her. So we're going to uh, dig into that. But before, as ever... We've taken a quick tour of the Mag Culture Shop and Ricarda has pulled a few things out. Um, well, at the top of the pile is sofa. We'll put that to one side for a little moment. Pick that but, one, of um, So let's go. What have you got? Um, I mean, I guess I should also just say that, again, I'm just always overwhelmed by all these new titles. I probably don't even know 90%, I have to admit. It's crazy to see what's still just getting published. Um, so the first uh, one that's looking at me is Real Review, which I'm also just a very, um, I'm a reader and I'm a big fan of it. Not yeah, they do a great job discussing um, whatever they would like to discuss. So that's on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. the next one um, that I picked, I guess it's called Brand Balance. Is that then the title of the? Uh, I think it's it's uh, we know it as Magazine B. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's Magazine B. Uh, I picked it because it has G Shock on it, which is I think the. Is that yeah? That's the watch I've been wearing in the '90s. It was the pink, <laughs> yeah. the pink watch. So obviously there is a huge emotional connection to that brand that's on there. And then I think it's a great to to just dedicate I don't know a magazine to to one specific brand since we live in such a brand heavy time. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm quite curious to read about my '90s baby G, as we called them. Um, and, and so, I mean, that, and that's a, it's from um, South Korea, and, okay, and they, they okay. do a different brand every time, and they really do. They, it, Amazing. It ranges from fashion brands to they right. did Muji. Okay. They did one on Monocle, which is a good one. Actually. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's um yeah that's on my list, and the next one um is. I uh, yeah is that uh-huh. the way yeah, to I think so. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way how to pronounce it an illustrated guide to the sea for kids and kidults I mean that's a great term I think I'm also just the personal kidult um, and I mean everyone or I guess we're going to talk about sofa but I sofa draws a lot of inspiration from just mm-hmm. feeling like a kid yeah and yeah. especially the current issue so um, definitely pick that up um, everyone loves buffalo zine. I know it's boring, but no, yeah, not at all, not at all. But yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. It's just um, and yeah, just seeing this is I don't know. What, so what that's can issue you say ten, about the that? unfinished issue, which yeah. um, I think we've had a look at before, here before, but it's I mean, it's an epic piece of fashion publishing. Yeah, exactly, and that's why it's there. Definitely, also just gonna buy that one, but I don't know. It might be too heavy for <laughs> flying back home. Uh, yes, well, yeah, yeah, this is the opposite end of the scale. Exactly, the is, opposite. This is, is further. Yeah, and I was just informed that it's actually um, a first edition as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, describe it a little bit. Um, so the way to describe it, it's I guess you are reminded of being back at school, and it's one of those see-through yellowish. Um, how do you call these in English? Uh, um, plastic files. Plastic, yeah, plastic. But yeah, um, <laughs> where you just put your, um, yeah, your your notes in. So, and that aesthetic is uh, 
is very appealing to me. Um, so it's two pieces. What, two pieces, and it says essay issue one, and I mean, it looks kind of a bit like a scrapbook. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Has the scrapbook aesthetic. I think, um, I mean, the, one of them's all written material, and, and one of them's okay. the, the imagery. And the imagery I see very related to what you're doing yeah. with some of the stuff. Oh, my, oh <laughs> wow, and look, there's stuff that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. The woman that makes this uh, visited with a copy, and it was just one of those things. We, it's, it's almost it's almost a zine rather than a magazine, right. and there's stickers, but but it was just it just had to have it. It's a gorgeous piece of, yeah. of creation. Um, it's been selling well. We mm-hmm. mentioned it on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in a bit of a s- similar vein, oh, yeah. there was this magazine, which there was no way I could turn this one down because it's called Leslie, mm-hmm. uh, which is my surname, obviously. And, and it was just like, I thought that <laughs> was clever. And it has a cute dog on it. And they have a drawing of a dog on the cover. But uh, th- this is quite zany as well in its approach, the illustration. Is this also the, the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the first one. They, they called it Leslie apparently because they wanted a name that was um, unisex. Um, is there still like a lot of like first editions coming into your yeah, shop? Yeah, oh, yeah. yes, regularly, yeah. daily. Okay. I mean, wow. there is some great, there's still great yeah. stuff happening, yeah. So thanks, it's great to get a, a run through some of the magazines mm-hmm. that you've been spotting. I want to ask you, because as, as well as doing uh, work for, for producing your own magazines, mm-hmm. uh, you have been, until relatively recently, working with Zeit magazine. Yes. Uh, with Christoph. What mm-hmm. were you doing? So... Two and a half years ago, he asked me, or it probably was three years ago, he asked me um, if I want to start the daily newsletter with him um, for Zeit Magazine. And at first I was um, totally shocked. Um, and I also was like, I don't I don't know if I can do this, especially obviously um, doing independent magazines that publish maybe once a year or even take longer. And then just the thought of something daily uh-huh. freaked me out a bit. Um, but I really, I don't know, I just said yes. And then I ended up doing it for two and a half years with him. And it, I mean, it still gets sent out every day by 5pm. And it's basically um, a mix of what we find uh, yeah, throughout daily research about culture, politics um, and recommendations. So I've been doing this with him uh, for two and a half years. And then for the last year, actually, I also did their social media. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's been very digital for me. And then I guess um, there was a time when I also just wanted to focus a bit more on on doing my own print things, uh-huh. although I don't want to just limit myself now to, to printed matter. But, yeah, I mean, obviously it was an amazing experience for me to... Um, to see that I'm able to produce daily content, um, whereas usually the other projects I've been doing take a lot more time. Sure. All of which is a long way around to getting to the fact that um, <laughs> I was recently in Amsterdam at an event at the magazine Inspiration Day, which was a great day. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know whether, I'm not sure whether it's annual or biannual, but if you're in Amsterdam, whenever the next one is, I recommend you get there because it's a great day of talks. Mm-hmm. But Christoph was there uh, and I was speaking as well, but we mm-hmm. managed to grab some time and I spoke to him a little bit about uh, about how they are expanding. Well, obviously, one right. of the things is the, is, is the newsletter, but he's got. Um, there seem to be ever more projects happening. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Framework. But so, he does it well, somehow. I asked him. So. <laughs> oh yeah, what did he say? So, well, let's hear. Um, it's actually the first time I'm talking about it publicly, so um, pretty excited about it. We're turning our weekly food column, Wochenmarkt, into a new spin-off magazine, and the special idea about it is, it will first launch as a weekly daily digital magazine on our website behind the paywall and then we turn the whole thing into a print-only magazine that will be published as a spin-off at the end of the year. Zeitmagazin Wochenmarkt. You seem to be doing quite a lot of new launches. There's there's, um, Zeitmagazin Mann, 
the, all the all the local city editions uh, yes, of Site yes. magazine. We're also it's a busy time. Yeah, I, I actually I love experimenting like that mm -hmm. um, with the local issues. You know, we we do them in Hamburg and in Frankfurt and Munich. We do one in Zilt, uh, and this year we're launching one in Stuttgart. And in the summer we'll go to we'll go abroad for the first uh -huh. time. So we'll go to Zurich. Okay. I mean, even Zurich is German-speaking, so you're keeping very much in the, in, in the kind of German world. Well, we're happy. We're happy to go to London if you invite us to come to London. Okay, Germany, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's why it's interesting because the story of how Bridget Lecom kind of inspired you to do your, uh, do the international edition is, is is well told. But you know, I've just heard your talk here at the Magazine Inspiration Day, which is a great overview of of, of uh, all the covers and the, the work that we love at Site. But one of the things that struck me was. The, you mentioned the podcast, which is obviously growing very well, but you mentioned you did one English language one at the end of last year yeah. with the author Ian McEwen. And I wonder whether you've got plans to not, not just move geographically into other areas, but whether you're looking at doing more English language products. Yes, I mean, you know, launching and working on the international issue of Type Magazine in English, doing a podcast in English are sort of steps where you can try out does it work? Does it work for the audience? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think um, once the, that experiment's worked out with the podcast, uh, I think we'll keep on doing uh, English versions of our interview podcast. The concept of Alice Gesagt, enough said, question mark, that um, we as the hosts don't know when the interview is going to end. So our yeah. guest, our celebrity guest, is the only person in the room who can actually say, oh, after, maybe after 20 minutes, maybe after two hours, well, now everything has been said. Actually, the longest episode we did took eight hours and 40 minutes and it has been one of the most successful ones with the listeners. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really consume this podcast as an audio book. And, and it's published as a single podcast. It's not in episodes or... Yeah, it's an episode. Yeah. Uh, and but, but, but that eight-hour one is one yes, single episode. it's one, yeah. Right. It takes a bit to download. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of... Thank you very much, Christoph Amen, there for, um, for giving us some insight into, into Zeit magazine and his work there. Uh, so we were just talking about how I used to work with him, and he mentioned there that they do this podcast mm -hmm. uh, and we maybe skated over, over it a little bit but he did mention one of the episodes was eight hours but you've got I mean you, were you involved in any, any of these podcasts um no not directly but obviously um since I was also then in charge of the social media um I I, I was then yeah responsible for posting or making sure that yeah we're sort of spreading the word for it and mm -hmm. I was obviously listening um listening to them so how does it actually work because i mean sometimes um sometimes we, when we're mm -hmm. recording a podcast here you're sort of sitting here and think wow this is going on forever i hope you're not thinking that at home but but <laughs> but but um but eight hours I mean, that's like, a long time they must have brought meals in they, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they do they also there's always perhaps but how it ends when the person the yeah. subject says so, i've had enough so the german title is alles gesagt which basically translates to um everything said um, so the guest always decides on one word, mm -hmm. um, and that can be whatever kind of word they choose. Okay. And so it's kind of a safety word. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so basically yeah. the safety word that you then drop once you've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I guess people don't really have enough if they keep on talking about eight uh -huh. hours, but it's also... And then is it unedited? So it... I, I mean, mean other yeah. nums and ours and no, no, it's it's literally yeah, it's yeah. straight eight hours, and then also there's always like um, image material that actually gets posted, so you also see what kind of food is mm -hmm. brought along. So I mean, they're really hanging out and they're really yeah. talking, um, and obviously it's also quite a skill to get somebody. Um, talk like for eight hours um, and not. But they have yeah. two people, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's Christoph him and Jochen being now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So both of them are talking, but. 
So I've, um, before we, uh, I'm going to delay it yet again. We are coming to your magazines, Ricardo, because I'm really keen to talk about them. But I've got one last magazine to share that I pulled off the shelf, which is Sandwich, which this is the second issue of the Sandwich magazine, which actually comes from an American um, sandwich mayonnaise brand. The first one was the BLT issue. This is the Ban Me issue, and it is all about sandwiches. And what fascinates me about this project is that it's actually made by the team behind Little White Lies. Oh, wow, OK. So Little White Lies, the movie magazine, mm-hmm. is, is, has fantastic illustration. Uh, it's a beautiful project. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've, they've started making this magazine sandwich, um, and it is literally about sandwiches. And, you know, so it's about various aspects of sandwich making mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and cooking around that. Um, mm-hmm. and they, but there's one particular story here I wanted to draw attention to because it made me laugh. Just here. So... Mm-hmm. Pork is a major factor in, in your ban me, right? Right. Uh, so they've ranked their favourite fictional pigs. What's number one? Number one is the sheep pig from Babe. Of course. Which I guess is the of little course. white lies influence yes. coming in. Yes, um, I think my favourite here, well, I don't know which my favourite is. Peppa is Peppa on there? Oh, Peppa Pig. Is, Must is, is, be. It, would that be your favourite? I mean, it's, I think it's just right now currently the, the, the most famous that, pig, right? Well, number 20, <laughs> number 20. Is Peppa. I mean, yeah, Peppa Pig is right now the yeah. one I'm just currently observing in terms of its cultural okay. crazy yeah, yeah, impact. Yeah. We'll um, go for Peppa then. Yeah. Peppa, cool. But of course, there's more to the magazine than just the, just the uh, favourite pigs. On the cover, again, there is a, a picture of somebody digging into uh, the, the sandwich in question, the banh mi, which is a hard thing to do, but I think they do make them look... I get hungry when I look at that. Moving to your magazine. <laughs> yes. Does that make you hungry? I don't know. A watermelon shaped as a... Is it a fish? Um, well, it's, I mean, it's up to you how you see it. It's, uh, some have been calling it the watermelon shark, the watermelon mm-hmm. darling, the monster. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> but it's kind of scary, those teeth, even if they are made of watermelon. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also a bit scary times that we need to be playful in. Yeah, so I absolutely. Guess. And that's, that's the theme. So yes. the new issue of Sofa, we're moving on to your magazine at last. There's a copy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's uh, great. It's Playtime. And it is a really, really playful magazine mm-hmm. yet again. This is issue four. Yes, it is. Which is remarkable mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, it still feels very new and fresh to me, but it's the fourth issue. I think we also just um, have been always taking quite some time. And we haven't really um, had kind of a digital life, I think. Uh-huh. And maybe this is why every time a new sofa comes out, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's sofa. But it's going to change. But has that just been a lack of digital rather than a lack of desire to have digital? I mean, it's been because obviously, as we know, the digital is, I mean, requires as much work as you put yeah. into. And since I've been working daily yeah, on okay. a newsletter, oh, doing digital elsewhere, shout out yeah. stuff, um, <laughs> it was quite difficult to yeah, yeah. just look after all mm. of the other own fun projects. Um, but that's going to change. And it's been just also quite funny that a lot of people actually always tell us we're probably the most internet magazine there is in print, but then we didn't really have yeah. a digital. There's something quite we're, satisfying about that, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. But, but you're going to go into digital. There's, there's to. going to be coming. Yeah, there's yeah. something coming soon. Okay, very cool. soon. Good, good. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, we have the new print issue. Yes. And we talked about the watermelon shark. Mm-hmm. That's one cover. There are actually mm-hmm. a couple of other covers. That yes. happens. I think that's the one I like. Mm-hmm. But tell us about playtime. What's what, what, what's in the issue? What's happening with it? What's different this time round? 
Um, I mean, yeah. So in the past, or we we always and we is um, Kaya, who is actually based in Montreal that mm -hmm. I do sofa with, um, and she's yeah one of my besties, and we basically also started sofa to reflect. I think just the way we talk about things, and we text probably a hundred times a day, and we send each other a hundred times an email, and then we were just like four years ago. Let's turn basically this into a magazine that has kind of the same editorial vibe to it. Um, and we always pick, I think, topics that just really interest us and that we also feel are kind of to start resonate on a bigger level um, in society and in culture. So we started four years ago with Generation Z and that was also every, or I don't know, when everyone was also really looking at this like Gen Z and, you know, what are they doing and trying to understand the impact of it. And then we moved on to cyber love. Then the last one was masculinities. Um, and yeah, this one is uh, currently play. And as I was saying, I mean, I guess we all probably can agree that we're all quite overwhelmed with um, life as it is. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, in a way, it probably feels like no fun time. And it almost also feels probably wrong to even sometimes say that one is even I don't know, sometimes I even feel guilty if I'm having a bit of a good uh -huh. time, you uh -huh. know, because you there's... Do, yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult, you know, because there's so much political responsibility that you also just feel like so. But then on the other hand, I think Kai and I were talking also a lot about how we need to just have that space um, for us and emotionally in a way to even have the strength and energy to do all the other things that need to be doing. So we're looking at play, I think, in a very broad spectrum, but also just really highlighting the importance of playtime. Mm -hmm. um, Can you give us some examples of the stories I of mean, play? I guess the whole issue, which is also designed by Studio Kiko, yeah. who do Flaneur, um, just screams play aesthetically. Um, and that's also a crucial element, I think, of Sofa in general. Even the mm -hmm. last issues, I think, yeah. feel very... It's a very specific yes, kind of... it's very overwhelming. Uh, yeah, in 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 a, in a digital manner, in, a, in yes. a, an internet yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So every story feels, you know, kind of like a, yeah, like a new internet page um, that you're scrolling through. Oh, for example, now this is also one where I've just been to London in um, December for it. It's a photo shoot we've done with Aidan Zamiri, who's a really cool photographer based here. Um, and we obviously do also some fashion stories, but we always try to then tell something obviously with our fashion stories and this one was where we basically um, tried to use again the streets as playgrounds because we all know um, that our urban cities especially yeah in capitalist systems become less and less fun and I've uh, I've also read that London actually has the highest surveillance. It does apparently yeah, um, yeah. in terms of cameras and yes, yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and the shoot is shot as if you're watching I mean, a camera, right? Yeah, basically you're giving a bit also... I'm watching of, um, a screen. So you're giving a fuck you to the cameras. Very, very radical of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was and it was a really fun um, shoot to do that um, with uh, with Mimi, who's, yeah, who's the model. Um, and then, actually also, yeah, one of my other favorite um, photo shoots is, um, mm. I'm going to talk about the editorial text, but this one, I think most of the stories that end up in SOFA are also just pure observations from our friends or the conversations that we overhear. Um, so that actually SOFA feels like a big, big conversation that you're having maybe with friends and strangers. Yeah, yeah. So the watermelon is part of, uh, I mean, I guess you could describe it as a fun food story mm -hmm. yeah you see a crocodile where you see 
I mean, that's also a sandwich, but it's kind of a different kind of sandwich. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but but it's, it's kind of, it, it's making things out of food that could be really artistic, but yeah. they're kind of rubbish. Exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> a bit like, so. you know, in the 70s, I think yeah. there were a yeah, lot yeah, of these yeah. like cookbooks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And this story was basically born because Johannes, um, like one, one of Studio Yukiko, um, designers it was his birthday and then a friend actually came with a crocodile made out of like little sausages and uh -huh. just the facial exp expression <laughs> that you see on like grown-ups yeah. um, was so endearing that we were just like why don't we just uh -huh. do something like uh -huh. that and then we requested actually high-end porcelain yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because we're all about always trying to mix like high and low yeah, and trash yeah. and it does it um, well yeah. and there's an element I mean, it kind of sort of zeroes mm. in it's the same it's a little bit toilet paper it's a little mm -hmm. bit ordinary it's yeah. that kind of yeah very mediated knowing kind yeah. of photo shoot yeah. yeah and it was really I, I don't think I've ever had so much fun on production I mean uh -huh. also so the, the the food artist Sebastian so I mean the watermelon actually took two hours uh -huh. and the whole photo shoot I think took maybe 11 hours so we were working until 1am <laughs> but we really I mean it was it was quite That's hysterical longer than a Zite podcast <laughs> it is. It really okay. is. Um, and then, um, despite, I think a lot of people are always pretty confused because they always just think sofa is just imagery, but there's a lot of um, text happening. Yeah. The little tagline mm. on the cover is life is a chat room. Yes. So there is, there's a lot of text. Yeah. And, and, and the, the story is coming from the same angle as the visuals there in terms of their uh, sort of yeah, sense of irony. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, I think we're looking at play um, from from various um, angles, politically, um, some some great pieces, especially um, one writer, Natasha, she was actually our guest editor for the second um, issue. She's from London, but is now living in New York. Um, and she actually looked at language um, as sort of a play construct, and especially in now, like, the rise of fascism or you know what's what's going on with right-wing politics how we actually have to master better language as a game i think we were also just basically letting people or when we always reach out to people we're like what comes to your mind you know in the field that you're working when you think of play or one of my close friends actually he was dating a clown like an actual clown and um, so obviously the clown is such a symbol of childhood and playfulness mm -hmm. but also culturally so many kind uh, yeah of, there's so yeah. many connotations but then he um yeah just wrote about um what it's like to date an actual clown and it's called the hot clown summer and it's very um entertaining but also just very raw and honest which i think resonates with all of the the style of sofa that yeah. it's all very raw and honest and do you have a sense of who reads it Obviously, we're, I think, tied to, like, um, let's say the system of the independent market. So, obviously, like, who goes to shops mm -hmm. like yours, you know, is, is picking things like this up. And if you also don't really have, like, a strong digital output, it's you're a bit limited. But I just really hope that um, maybe people are a bit less shy when it comes to picking up sofa. Because I think still they, they feel like if they're not really part of youth culture or whatever, it's, it's too loud. Or they're like, oh, this is not for me. But once they actually pick it up and read it, they also very often realize it's very intergenerational. Just because yeah. it has the aesthetic of... Uh -huh. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really have like an age limit to it. We find it's, I mean, people really respond well to it. There's the people just, okay. just... Well, they either they either just get it like yeah. that, or yeah. or they're yeah. baffled. But if yeah. they get it, they re they want it, yes. and they have yeah. to have it. And yes. it's it's it's, it's it really does engage with people. Yeah. Um, just want to pick you up. Mm -hmm. So something you talk, you know, the first issue was about Generation Z, and do do you have 
a group of younger contributors or younger people involved editorially who are kind of sense checking you to make sure because I mean I think like for sure this is also why we developed for ourselves the concept of the guest editor from from issue one um, because Kai and I are definitely not anymore um, teenagers so it was very crucial for us that like a 16 year old was doing the first issue with us since the third issue we actually established something um, called the Mac Jam which is basically how we kick off every issue now where we gather. So for the last issue, which was around masculinities, we invited six men from diverse backgrounds to stay with us for one entire weekend. And we basically just, it's kind of like a sleepover party where we just <laughs> hang out and we just talk and talk and talk and talk. And then the conversations get transcribed and they're as, I mean, very almost unedited and raw. Uh -huh. And they basically kick for us off kind of also a sentiment of... Yeah, the world that we're trying to tackle on or depict with the with the issue. So you build from that. Exactly. So uh -huh. we build, and this one also started with a two week long um, gameathon we initiated two years ago in Sao Paulo. Um, so we like to kind of like think of like the Sofa Universe being not just only the magazine, but their talks, their workshops. Um, and we did this thing in Sao Paulo where 12 girls from all over Latin America came together and they're coders and gamers. Um, mm -hmm. and, and obviously we're not, but we basically hosted um, over these two weeks, like everyday emotional conversations. Um, and they kicked this issue also off for us and kind of invited us into the world what's of interest for them, what's important to mm -hmm. them. In the end, it's a really interesting mix of this mm -hmm. kind of veneer of ironic kind of yeah. web design. Yeah. But under, underpinning it is some really strong yeah. research yeah. into what a younger generation yeah. are thinking and feeling. And I think we're trying, because obviously, as we all know, we communicate these days through various forms. So I think also SOFA is trying to embrace all these different ways mm -hmm. of communicating. And so, yeah, one you know page will read like a conversation, then the one is just printing off text screenshots. So it's, I think, very much... Um, yeah, a representation of, 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 of the now and of communication of the now. Um, and you mentioned uh, Sao Paulo, which mm. I assume you were there with Flaner at the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because yeah. I'd, li I'd like to talk about yes. Flaner as well. Mm -hmm. For those that maybe mm -hmm. don't know both magazines, they they are two very, very different <laughs> projects are. in every aspect. They you are. know, there's yeah. um, one thing we didn't mention here with, mm -hmm. with Sofa is it's on kind of quite thin, glossy paper. It's deliberately a kind of low, not lower end, but it's it, it suits the aesthetic of yeah. everything about it is that it's yeah. quite sort of feels quite kind of um flimsy yeah. and, and trying not to say throw away because that's not what but, i mean but, but no you know, but that has that sort of real totally. magazine yeah, feel yeah. about it yeah and um, like i want you i mean this is also why it only costs six euro which yeah. i don't know is that six pounds now with the current <laughs> currency <laughs> right um but obviously i mean not to say that the idea for Sofa was sort of born now as like being anti-flaneur or whatever, but I definitely wanted to maybe take on a different publishing project that is way easier in terms of producing. Yeah, It's so difficult to live of it and we still can live off Sofa, but in terms of not to worry about how you're, you know, how you're financing a mm -hmm. high-end production mm -hmm. thing. And then since this is so much about pop culture and Kai and I were huge um, believers that trash culture is actually deeply profound about society, we wanted to sort of 
take on again the aesthetic of a mass product um, that you just find at a kiosk mm -hmm. and that you can roll up and you know you don't feel sad about it if there's like a stain on it yeah, because yeah, it yeah. didn't but yeah. I mean me my flaneur is, is like yeah. you know it's got thicker <laughs> and thicker by each issue it's the yeah. doorstep of a project yes. but it, it also the latest issue was Taipei and yeah. that uh, was I mean an extraordinary issue it's the best yeah. issue by far yeah. Uh, and I've, and I've mm. thoroughly enjoyed the previous mm. issues. Uh, and I can measure that by, uh, as I said in, the, in my intros, uh, one stack yeah. magazine of the year. What made it for you the best issue? Yeah, I think it just, I mean, I think it helped that it was from a, a city mm -hmm. that one knew a hell of a lot less about. Right. But it was also a city that had fantastic visual cues for yeah. the design team yeah. to kick yeah. off on. Yeah, okay. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was just, I mean, it's as rich as ever, but I think maybe because there was more of it, it was richer. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And people, I mean, again, people just I mean, couldn't we get sold enough out. copies. Yeah, I know. We sold out. people really uh, reacted to it positively. Yeah. But, but but with that, so, I mean, that was the last issue. Mm -hmm. The next issue is... Paris. Paris, yeah. which is, couldn't be, couldn't be more different. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, the, uh, you know, it mm -hmm. started off uh, in, in, was Berlin. it Leipzig? No, it's Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Berlin yeah. and then Leipzig yeah. and then sort of local yeah. and then it's got yeah. more and more ambitious. And yeah. Taiwan mm -hmm. and uh, and now oh, so Paris why Paris I mean so the street choice is going to be the boulevard périphérique um which is oh, right. it's, the, the big motorway yeah wow um okay. which is um for us to kind of take on a street that obviously comes with intense implication what it means for for the city the yeah like yeah. I mean it's literally the former city walls yeah and it, it splits that kind of yes. the tourist idea of what Paris is and, and the the suburbs yeah I yeah. mean it's it's what the segregation mm -hmm. um is literally manifested in in that street and um and obviously then again it's also not a street that you can flaneur on so it's again us also pushing you know what most people associate the term flaneur mm -hmm. with and, and, and for that production the team mm -hmm. yeah. move into the area yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a particularly big noisy loud long road so, I mean, so we, how, how, yeah, we, how are you going to reflect if we can live a bit closer maybe to it that's fine but it's not crucial for us to be like located okay, right on okay. it um and we're also introducing a new sort of editorial concept so in terms of um decentralizing the editor's role so we will be taking on five um contributing editors that kind of um will come up with their own main proposals and then work like with us in collaboration mm -hmm. with, and then they also find again their kind of own sub contributors. But so will they be local? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's always like local um, contributors, and yeah, the idea is to publish in spring twenty twenty one. Um, so it's going to be actually a bit longer, but since we last year introduced the, the new format of the Flaneur Festival, we're trying to bring back. Uh, the format of not just having a launch where it's like, okay, here's a printed magazine, now read it and bye-bye, but to just more find a way how to present the work that we're doing for such a long mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. in a spatial. So returning to SOFA and the SOFA universe, mm -hmm. which is what you like to call it, um, the, the magazine's out, that's great. It's mm -hmm. fantastic to have that back. And you have digital plans. So what is, is that we a have, website? It's a website, but actually um, we kind of think the website is dead. Um, so As a form? As a form. I sense a whole new <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Bold statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this is why we've, I think, also maybe been a bit hesitant of like, okay, how do we present ourselves a bit digitally? So, I mean, there will be something happening on SofaUniverse.com very soon, but it's kind of being influenced by other forms um, of digital communication. So yeah, I guess you just have to type in SofaUniverse.com uh, to see just keep how checking. we, yeah. 
are trying to approach it digitally. And I mean, this, clearly the starts of this mm-hmm. issue was mm-hmm. quite some time ago. Have you already started the next yeah. issue? The idea is basically to also do more of these like sofa talks mm-hmm. um, throughout the year where it's really just very intimate personal gatherings around topics that are of interest of us. And then also these conversations will live online Um And we agreed on the next topic, which will then come out in December. um, And it's called I Believe. So it's around believing in whatever you want to believe in. Whatever you want to believe in or or, or a sense that there are some things that you should believe in. Oh, no, I don't think we should. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to definitely approach it not as this is what you should believe in. And then also I'm trying to give um, obviously some pages or some place um, for belief systems maybe in there that we don't necessarily believe Uh in since we're all about trying to present like a diverse kind of um, opinions and feelings and emotions. Cool. Well, I look forward to seeing that too. Um, There's lots of action there, lots of new issues coming. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. I'll be back in a minute with the back issue. London Printers Park Communications are a key part of the independent publishing scene, helping ambitious magazine makers make their dreams a reality. As well as helping you achieve the highest creative standards, Park are fully committed to helping you produce your magazine in the most environmentally friendly and sustainable manner. Check their new website for details. Search Park Communications. Just like MagCulture, Park love magazines and we're proud to have them sponsor this podcast. So as ever, one final part of the podcast is a look at a back issue. In keeping with the German theme, um, I want to look back at a business magazine from the late 90s, um, launched by editor Gabrielle Fischer. Uh, Econi was a business magazine that was very different to other business magazines at the time. It was the precursor of Brand Ainz that continues today. And like that title, uh, Econi was art-directed. Uh, by Mike Meary, who's, you know, as well as doing brand arts, is, is known for his far more flamboyant work on magazines like O32C. But Econi brought a very particular kind of photographic style. There was, there was a very strong um, Swiss uh, typographic style to the pages, but it was the photography from people like Martin Muller uh, of the life inside offices that uh, still uh, fascinates me when you look back at it. It, it, it does feel dated now. Uh, not least in the, in the content of the imagery, the the imagery around the offices and such like a very uh, lots of sort of still life type imagery. But it's fascinating seeing the old technology, all the telephones and the the huge box computers, the stark kind of uh, office scapes. It's it's very unglamorous uh, as an approach to business. And I think you know around about this time is still coming off the late eighties period when actually business was all about bold black and white photography of men in suits and ties and th- this is began to sort of edge ourselves away from that kind of aesthetic into uh, into what is now kind of very common in terms of our startup culture and all the magazines about about that area where it's people at work behind computers it's the it's all the wires hanging off the computers and it's the real office uh, life and i think you know if there's uh, one of the things that I've, i always say about magazines is that they are records of their time and Econi is definitely, it's a beautifully made magazine but in many senses it's quite a period piece now because it does record that particular era of business. 
So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you to our guests for joining in. Thank you again for listening. Mm-hmm.